Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. Yay! Yay! We need, like, a soundbite of, like, screaming children. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we need to spice up this this uh, podcast, is, like, a soundboard, mm-hmm. where we can just press and make random stupid noises. I'm Peter, I didn't say my name yet. Hello. We have an album review, Kyle. Yeah, I was about to say we haven't done one in a while, but I'm pretty sure we did in the yeah. recent past. So I found we usually do album reviews when we're a little bit light on ideas. We just search and see if there's any new albums that came out. Well, this one um, I knew was kind of on the horizon, and then I forgot until it, it actually came out, and I was like, oh yeah. Which, it's. Yeah. I was going to say it's funny because I remember showing you like a single from it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then I totally forgot about it. And then you were like, oh yeah, this album came out. You want to review it? I'm like, I completely forgot about this <laughs> band even existing. I feel bad. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to think when that song came out. We should probably know that before we start the episode. But um, it was sometime this last summer. I was going to uh, say, uh, the, like single, the single that I sent you was the single Tied Up Right Now. And it came mm-hmm. out in July. Okay. If that's yeah, helpful. I think because they don't have... At the time, they didn't have a whole lot else to listen to, mm-hmm. but they had a few other songs, and I looked up those, and those were pretty good, too. And they said they had an album coming, so I was curious. And then here we are, and the band is called Parcels. We have not said that, but if you're <laughs> listening to this, you probably saw the title of the episode. So Yeah, which is something like, Parcels have a new album called Parcels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Yeah, it's a self-titled uh, debut album. So it's extra confusing when trying to Google things for, about it because I get the right. band and not the album. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get things about um, mail, <laughs> yeah. which is extra confusing. And it would be really confusing um, if you got this album in the mail. I got a parcel of parcels parcel. <laughs> that hurt my brain. Mm. So yeah, uh, this album, uh, Parcels, came out on October 10th. I think it was less than two well, weeks ago, yeah. October 12th. Um, yeah, we're actually like semi on time for an album release for once. We're not doing it like two months later. Mm-hmm. We're so on time that we're actually reviewing this album before the famous music review site Pitchfork. Have I'm they not reviewed it fact. yet? Hmm. They reviewed their single that, they, um, that Daft Punk helped them produce uh, in 2017 called Overnight, but they did not review this album. So yeah, gotcha. we are more in we are more hipster than Pitchfork, which mm. is saying a lot. <laughs> Pitchfork is going to sue us now for that. Mm. <laughs> so um, a little bit about the band, I guess, before we get into the album itself. Yeah. Um, this 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 is like shows how global, I guess, music has become. They're a Berlin-based band from Australia. Uh, there are a bunch mm. of Australian dudes who met in high school in a place called Byron Bay, which I guess is like a very surf area of Australia. It's like the it's the Huntington Beach of Australia. <laughs> and so they met there and I guess moved to Berlin in roughly 2014. It's weird. They moved to Berlin. They signed with a French label called Kitsune. It's actually the Japanese word for fox. 
And in 2017, they re- like I said before, they released a single called Overnight that was actually produced by Daft Punk, hmm. who discovered them after they heard them at a performance in France, like a year prior, I think. Hmm. They There's a good interview, video interview I found, where they basically said, like, yeah, they were in the crowd, uh, and they told us, and we didn't believe them at first until they actually came backstage and introduced themselves. Oh, wow. And we're like, you guys are cool. We want to help. We want to produce a song with you. And so that's how. Um, hmm. That's how the song Overnight came out. Well, now, over, if. Over, <laughs> I was going to say, if Dap Punk comes and introduces comes themselves to you, then you know you've do you think they, something. Do you think they wore their helmets in the crowd, or do you think they, like. Well, isn't take the whole them thing with them is that, like, nobody knows what they look like because they always have the helmets on, so yeah, they can so pretty much walk around and do whatever, and no one so knows that, it's them. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, like, when they were in the crowd, they were just, you know, their normal selves, and then they're like, oh, we want to meet this band. we got to go get our helmets and put them well, on. That's probably why the guys <laughs> didn't believe them, because yeah. they're like, well, who are these just two random dudes? They they probably just, like, keep them in their car or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in the glove box. Um, I will say, I thought I I had never really looked into it deeply. I kind of made the assumption that they were a French band because... I had heard about the Daft Punk thing and or like that they had some involvement and mm-hmm. that their label is French. And so I was just like, oh, OK, I didn't realize yeah. they were Australian and they lived in Berlin. Yeah, super worldly. It's the it's those global elites taking over, mm. even though over even though the song Overnight isn't actually on this album that we're reviewing, should we maybe play a little clip of it just because it's produced by Daft Punk and you can kind of get the sense of the sound. Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about this before we started doing the episode. I I think I'm kind of at a point in reviewing music where I'm done trying to put like genre labels on people because like it never. I agree. Really, <laughs> never really yeah. does anybody justice, and it doesn't make any sense. So why don't we? Yeah, why don't we play a clip of that? Give you just a little bit of a taste of what they sound like. It must have been, they must have released it like in one of, I think they have a couple EPs that they did prior to this album. Possibly. Yeah, um, they had an EP that came out in, I think, 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new album, Parcels, uh, came out, as we said, a couple weeks ago. Peter and I both had a chance to listen to it. I listened to it one and a half times. Peter, how many times did you? I've had it pretty much on repeat for the past several days. So Nice. Okay, uh, so we're coming at it from like two different perspectives. First, yeah. kind of like a first listen and like a multi-listen. Yeah. Do we want to do what we usually do and just kind of go down and pick our favorite songs? or? Yeah, we can kind of just do whatever comes naturally through the conversation, I guess. I don't think we need to touch necessarily on every single song. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think there's many that are worth talking about. I agree. Um, in regards to having listened to it many times, I just want to say quickly that I'm glad that I did. Because the first time I listened to it, I felt fairly lukewarm about it. Mm-hmm. But I gave it more of a chance and listened to it more. And I've liked it pretty much more every time I've listened to it. And I know with me personally, I tend to need to warm up to an album before I really have a good sense of it. Mm. So, yeah. Did it warm your loins? It did. <laughs> I hesitate to kind of say oh they sound like this band or oh they sound like that genre right. but 
throughout, I definitely got like a, like if you like took the Bee Gees and the Beach Boys and they made a baby. Uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of, yeah. So I, and maybe this is a good transition to something I have been thinking about too. Actually, funny you should say the Bee Gees because they were, I think they were Australian and they moved to the U.S. when they And then were. they became big. So similar tie into these guys, I guess. That's kind of true. Yeah. I struggled a little bit to think of other stuff that I know that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. There's one pretty indie band that I've heard before called Mitzi, M-I-T-Z-I. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're pretty mm-hmm. unknown. They're also Australian, if I remember correctly. And they have an album from like five years ago or so that's pretty good. And this album reminded me a lot of that. Okay. So if anyone's interested in, in this album, that one is, I think it's called Truly Alive. Uh, that's a good album as well. Um, but beyond that, there's not a whole lot I could say like, oh, like this sounds like this popular band that everyone can relate to, you know? Mm. And you had mentioned to me, uh, Mike Snow. Yeah. As a comparison. I only vaguely know who that is. Uh, he's kind of an indie artist as well. He kind of has like a pseudo dance theme, but the lyricism of the, of some of the songs on this album really reminded me of, some of Mike Snow's like softer stuff. Hmm. They remind me of another band who I'm. Oh, Broken Bells. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I was gonna say they remind me of them too. I yeah. I was just until literally right now. I was spacing on the name, but yeah, they they kind of have a, a that similar kind of high cadence, uh, I guess, um, that Broken Bells did, which is awesome because I love Broken Bells and I'm really sad they don't have a new album. Uh, yeah, they, they did. I, think, I don't know what maybe four or five years ago but yeah i forgot there that also was another one that had came to come to mind for me mm-hmm. uh i guess kind of in comparing what bands that they sound like the reason that i really was like oh they sound like daft punk is actually because the first song on the album come down reminded me very much of um daft punk's i i'm gonna space the name of it right now instant crush so I'd have like, to go listen to that one again. I it's been a while since I heard that. I'd have to go back, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe you there. Mm-hmm. Cool. What did you think of this particular song? Um, I think it's a really nice opener, and actually, in a in a certain way, I kind of count this and the second song lighten up as one song. I agree. They blend. Uh, they blended. They blended to the point that I was when I was listening to them, I didn't realize it had jumped to the second song. Yeah, it took me. A few listens, and then I went back and actually like paid attention to where the split is, and it's really smooth. Mm-hmm. Those two together are really, I feel like, a delightful introduction to this album. Mm-hmm. Personally, between the two technical songs, I think "Lighten Up" is um, my favorite. It might be even by my favorite from the album. It's certainly one that's gotten stuck in my head the most. Let's actually play a little, little clip of "Lighten Up" because yeah, this was definitely in my top three for the album mm-hmm. as well. Cool. definitely um a really just upbeat fun way to start the album and i think uh we had mentioned earlier the single that came out a few months ago tied up right now Mm -hmm. i'm glad that they didn't start with that 
I simply, agree. Simply because it's probably their most well-known song coming into this album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that then they'd just like be lazy and be like, well, this is what we're known for, so let's start with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm relieved also listening to this whole album that that song, it's not like that song is carrying this album at all. Yeah. It's not it, like, it, well, we have one good song and then like, well, we got to fill it up with a bunch of other stuff and it's fine. I feel like that's almost an afterthought in this, which is a good thing. Because it's like, oh, yeah, because it's toward the end. And it's like, oh, yeah, they made this song. That's really good. But it's not like they made the album to surround that one song, which is good. Maybe we should play a clip of that one just because we've talked about it a lot now. Um, Tied and, tie it up right now? Yeah. And I guess we don't really need to go in order necessarily. I mean, this is track 10, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, as well, it's pretty fun. A couple songs on here didn't really stand out that much to me. To me, to where when I listened to it a second time, I just kind of skipped them. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, tape was one, and Exotica. I don't know about you. Yeah, those are ones that I don't like immediately think of. You know, if I were to jump to you know, as they say, a top five or something, they are ones I've definitely warmed up to with more listening. Mm-hmm. Um, Exotica in particular because I, I think they are kind of the lower key slower songs and are, there are a couple of them anyway and so I think it's harder to immediately say like oh yeah this is really good um, yeah but I've I've definitely grown to have an appreciation for songs like that more so I don't want to spend too much time talking about this one but I did not care for the fifth song Every Road I agree because um, it completely does not feel like it fits in this album at all i was gonna say because the song is so long it's eight minutes long it kind of it kind of cuts into the pace of the album a little bit you know yeah i i find myself skipping this one in pretty much almost every listen the funny thing too is if i remember correctly this one was i think one of the few without lyrics yeah there it's like music with uh it's pretty low-key but there's music going on and there's like monologue going on underneath mm-hmm. it for a, a big chunk of it. The musical arrangement is actually not too bad and it, it gets quite nice in some parts, but the pacing, like you said, does not fit. And at the very end, the last 30 to 60 seconds, it goes into complete dubstep somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no, I don't know what they were thinking with that. I don't Cause if you, if you look at this album without that song, it all makes sense. So I, I kind of just ignore that one. <laughs> And I don't know what the creative decisions were there, but... Yeah, no, I agree. I remember listening to this song, and I was just watching the little, I don't know what you call it, uh, time timeline thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this song is eight fucking minutes? What the hell? <laughs> uh, and that's that's not... It's like it's like in a movie when you realize how long a movie is, and that kind of makes it not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The it's and I I feel like we should be playing more clips, but um I'll jump to track eight. I know how I feel. Mm-hmm. This is one of my top three. I would say. Yeah, it's it's five. a close it's a close tie for me between this and be myself. But yeah, I did like this one yeah. a lot. Yeah, I've I and a part of the reason for that is similar to lighten up. This one quite frequently gets in my head. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the ones where I went back and listened to them more because they were in my head. I was like, okay, I 
appreciate it more now. I agree. Um, I we should probably play a clip of this one just so the listeners don't kill us. Let's do it. Let's see, we're talking about Exotica tied up right now. Yeah, Be Myself, the second to last track. Um, mm-hmm. That is one of the ones that I heard prior to this album coming out. And I liked it. I think it was possibly their last single that they released before this came out. I think you're right. And it's less. Yes. It's slightly less than two and a half minutes long, which is pretty short, but it's mm-hmm. pretty delightful. Yeah, it's it had a very, like, sort of, I don't know, like, almost Beatles theme to sound to it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, this one was good. Uh, like I said, it's a tie for third place between this and, uh, I know how I feel. Mm. Should but we play a clip of be I think myself we should. really quick? And you listeners should be yourself. No, they should be myself. So yeah, Be Myself, really good. Like I said, kind of a Beatlesy sound. And what's cool about this is like all the songs on the album, to a degree, have varying sounds where I pinpoint them to different mm. uh, other artists that I've heard, like Bee Gees, like The Beatles, like Broken Bells, like Daft Punk. But they Beach all... Beach Boys, too. Beach Boys. Uh, but they all kind of tie together in that sort of like 60s and 70s, like if you combine surfer music with disco, they all kind of fit into yeah. that realm. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. Now, one last thing I, that we didn't talk about yet, I think, is to, did you listen to the credits? Credits is fantastic. Yes. I don't... <laughs> For listeners, it's the last track of the album, and it's literally just... The guy's name is Dean Dawson, that they feature him on this song, and he literally just says like the credits to the album. Mm-hmm. and it's like probably the best ending of an album i've ever heard i know i i can't think of any album that's done something like that but it's actually really creative because like yeah. you know when you go to a uh when you go to a concert oftentimes they'll they'll, they'll kind of play out the band members mm. and introduce each one of them with like an underpinning of music uh as the show ends or before an encore or whatever it's just really interesting that they decided to actually do this on the album it's kind of fun mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you if you had read like the liner notes or something on like the physical album, you would probably see all this if you really wanted to. But it's cool that they acknowledged everyone who participated in the project in that way because like other than that, how else do you gonna know? Yeah, true. Practically speaking. True. Uh, also the funky instrumentation behind it is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. It's almost honestly like there was a like they had a concert and they're like introducing all the people, the band members and people that helped them like as they mm-hmm. as they play off or whatever, play off the stage. Should we uh, play a clip? I think we should because it's weird to describe without playing a clip. <laughs> Fathers, brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts. Yeah, tell Granny and Grandpa too. It's the Parsons debut LP. Carmen Crompace, Craig Rashford, Max Desorgna. 
I will say I hope at some point they release an instrumental version of this. That would be cool. Um, because that music is pretty great. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. I'm very tired. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, overall, I think this album had a really good sound to it, very danceable and stuff, but I did like mm-hmm. that, the so- that the songs weren't just copy-pasted Daft Punk stuff. Um, and or anyone tell- else for that matter. Yeah, I mean... I think the you- fact that we can't necessarily tie down a single It Sounds Like This is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, se- it seems like while you can definitely tell their influences, they're having enough fun and experimenting enough that you can't just... Uh, wipe it away as like oh they're just copying this popular artist right so that's yeah. always kind yeah. of refreshing yeah it is refreshing and it's unique in a good way and i uh curious to see what they do in the coming years mm-hmm. um i hope it's similar to this because i like this quite a lot i hope they get more play in the u.s because uh, it says on their on the wikipedia page uh they played overnight on conan uh last year Hmm. but haven't really done much in the U.S. since. So I was on their site earlier, just briefly, and I think all of their touring right now is in like the U.K. and France. Bastards. Yeah, so if you, uh, if you live in Europe, maybe go check them out. And if you don't, well, Fuck you can you. listen to this album. <laughs> that too. You can listen to this album parcels uh, on Spotify or wherever you want. Something I was thinking about the other day with this is that I feel like, at least for me personally, I don't feel like I got a good summer album this year. And I kind of agree. Summer anymore, but I feel like this kind of makes up for it. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like this, this album almost would have been better if it came out in summer. But yeah, we didn't really Mm -hmm. have like a big summer album that like. I mean, there was a couple singles that Childish Gambino released that were like really awesome Mm. summertime sounds. But his album's not out yet, so it doesn't fucking do shit. <laughs> right. Uh, I I I think at the beginning of the summer, I was kind of realizing that 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 there wasn't really going to be one because the last couple of years we've been pretty spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, but that's okay. I I still appreciate that this album is a thing, even though it's October. <laughs> you can, if you want to say anything to us on Facebook, maybe you're mad. Maybe you're sad. <laughs> Tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Or if you want to keep to your emotions to yourself, that's fine too. Um, you can instead listen to other album reviews we've done or just other topics we've done uh, at getyourfunk.com. We hope you listeners go check this album out. And if you don't, then well, whatever. Bye. Yeah. Sucks, for, sucks to be you. Bye. <laughs> What a great way to end. <laughs>